0: Welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Kartik Ayer. After the second day's play of the first test between England and India of a five-test match series from Trent Bridge. A lot happened today. Most of it had a rain involved with players coming in and going off after one ball and two balls respectively. But the cricket we saw before that was of a high quality. With me today, as they were yesterday, Gaurav Sundaraman and Andrew Miller. Gaurav, we'll start with you. Uh, we were speaking off-air just before we came on and I was telling you, usually during rain breaks, I get frustrated when a day ends this way. But today I'm not. I'm not for whatsoever reason frustrated that the day ended early due to rain. I thought the cricket that we saw, that still stuck in my head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, as soon as uh, it got out, things uh, became very spicy, things became very interesting. So I'm sure we all wanted to watch this. Otherwise, it looked like... Uh, India were going to thrash uh, mine my and uh, Miller's predictions and my predictions, uh, you know. We thought 3- <laughs> 3.30, they looked to all set to score 500 but then uh, it was back to reality and uh, England did a great job coming back and like you rightly said, it was very, very
0: competitive and uh, I think it was a very, very engrossing day's play. Miller, I don't know if your thoughts are different because being on ball-by-ball Ball is a different Ball game altogether. It's probably more of a waiting game when when the rain is is on our heads at at Trent Bridge. So how are you feeling right now?
2: I don't mind the rain to be honest. In a test match, you know, certainly ball by ball, you end you end up sort of uh, fielding loads of loads of reader feedback and having a chat with people. It's quite kind of relaxed. It's, it certainly beats trying to commentate a ravage of data over. So I'll take I'll take the rain over that. any day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. So India started to do extremely well. It was only just before the lunch break that Rohit Sharma got out to a pull shot. Gaurav, we'll start with the talking point that you wanted to discuss immediately. India's openers. KL Rahul, he's playing a test match after a long, long time. If if others, if there were other circumstances, he wouldn't probably be in... He wouldn't be in India's 11. Um, it was because of Shubhman Gill's injury and Mayank Agarwal getting just before the test match that KL is in, and he's done his case no harm to continue through this entire England series.
1: Yeah, just the fact that uh, for for our listeners, uh, some kind of uh, understanding about I thought I'll give some numbers to understand what uh, KL Rahul and Rohit Chama actually did today is not something which happens very common. They're very, uh, uh, it's not normal at all in England. I'm sure Miller will also agree because it's also for the home team as well. They struggle opening stands are extremely hard to uh, uh, have a, a good partnership especially in uh, UK I am sure Miller will uh, talk from an English perspective even very recently I think last season it was last year I think Burns and Sibley had one century stand but otherwise in the last 5 years no uh, team has really consistently or even had a single century and opening stand so I got super excited when they were closing on to uh, a century stand and from an Indian perspective Uh, our commentator at Sky, Dinesh Karthik and Vasim Jafar were the pair which added about uh, I think 147 I think Mm. uh, way back in 2007 and since then uh, openers have found it extremely hard so what Rahul and Rohit did is simply outstanding they set a platform, they they did exactly what they were expected to do in fact they went way above expectations played very carefully, didn't give too many chances Um, and then Things uh, slowly s- unraveled, right? Yeah, <laughs> things uh, you, uh, you may want to blame Rohit Sharma because he did exactly the same thing what he did in Sydney. Uh, play a pull shot and get caught uh, uh, at fine leg. But hey, that's the way he plays. That's the way. the Shep- so There are certain players who play in a particular way like how the Shephant also started. So, uh, but yeah, I think the openers did a great job and uh, the last five years, uh, this is one of the uh, better opening stands I've seen.
0: Miller, it's just not just about the runs, right? I remember one stage I was watching the game and I don't remember the exact figures here, but both Rohit and KL were at like in the teens. The runs were in the teens and the balls they had faced were in the 60s. They batted out 37.3 overs before the first wicket fell. That itself is impressive.
2: It is. I mean, it's very much the the route that England have gone down of late. I mean, they've got Dom Sibley as a sort of permanent roadblock at the top of the order. That just uh, you know there is there is there's an argument that he's not quite fulfilling his his role, but at the same time he hangs around and blunts a new ball, which I think is a very important part of of how how teams have to operate in England. Uh, I, you know, we had Joe Denley playing playing for England number three not so long ago. Similar sort of job come in, face a hundred balls essentially, do do the needful, and then you know. Get the bowlers into their second, third spells and unleash the middle orders that, that can generally, you know, certainly where England is concerned, when when Stokes is is in the side and when Butler's free flowing, they have that 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 backup and the depth to to capitalise. So that it, it, it does seem to be a, an established policy over in England. So I was very impressed with that with that um, that effort. At the same time, though, um, England didn't let them get away, uh, and that was always crucial when 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 it was. You know, when when it's grinding along at, at barely barely two runs and over, it, it you're you're always there or thereabouts. I especially when you've got an operator like James Anderson waiting to strike. I mean, a, he still hasn't claimed the new ball wicket uh, this this year. I don't think um, it, it's remarkable for a guy who's renowned for his ability with a new ball. But time and again, he comes back with an older ball now and and makes it talk. And well, we saw what happened. It was it was a sensational mini passage of play and very much in keeping with how he's operated both in England and away. I mean, just looking at his recent numbers, they're, they're certainly certainly against Asian sides, looking back to what he did in Sri Lanka and India, you know, going at 1.3, 1.5, 1.5, 1.7, and 1.9, 1.09 today. I mean, he, he, people just don't get a, don't get into James Anderson at all. And therefore, suddenly, when he comes up with a wicket that he's earned through the pressure, his figures start to look preposterous. He did it again today. He claimed Virat Kohli for the first time in seven years, which is just one of the more mind-blowing stats in the world. And it gave England a chance. I still don't necessarily deviate from what I said yesterday, that I don't think England have got the batting to give, them, give themselves a real opportunity in this game. I just don't see how India don't bowl at least as well as it did in the first innings. And therefore, even if it's it's, it's parity here, England have got to do this again next time round. I, I still have India as favourites, but um, yeah, I was impressed with the resilience that England somehow showed uh, in, in today's fascinating play.
0: When when India were going along, though, it didn't seem like it was on par for, for England. Now, Gaurav alluded to it, and Miller, I wanted your thoughts on Rohit Sharma's shot. Now, the one that he played in Australia, the pull shot, he had an excellent interview he gave after that, where he explained his reasoning behind it. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he's done so once again. That video will probably be up on the website. So, listener, go to check that out where he says why he plays the pull shot because it's, it, it is a high-value shot for him and it does get him returns. Did that? Was that something you saw coming, Miller? Was that because, like you said, that England didn't let India get away that Rohit was forced to play the pull shot or that particular shot at that time? Because that was nowhere close to clearing the fence and it was just before the lunch break.
2: Well I must admit I've not crunched the numbers yet, but I, I didn't I didn't see many bouncers from England up until that point. I'm sure Gaurav probably probably has a better idea. But I, I I didn't didn't notice England go to a short ball policy at all. It felt like pretty much the first short ball they 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 wanged down at him, which again may have been may have may have been a deliberate ploy, starve of a, of, a, of a release shot, and then hope that he muffs it as he did. Um I've been impressed with him actually this summer. I, I watching him in the in the World Test Championship, I thought he looked at, he looked at absolutely Perfect opener for English conditions. The way he was playing swing, he was just he was just opening up his stance a little bit more and and allowing the ball to come through and not trying to hit in the V so much as hit through extra cover and and allow himself to go with the flow a little bit more in in English conditions. And I thought you know he he was looking as though he was getting getting his head around it. But at the same time, he's now got out for I think off the top of my head thirty. 30, 34, and 36, I think it is, in consecutive innings in England against New Zealand in the World's mm-hmm. Championship and now here. Um, he's he's making the starts. He's not converting. Uh, all I can say to that is that if he carries on playing with the sort of composure and prowess that he's shown in getting that far, it's not going not gonna to be long before he starts converting in the way he does out in India. Um, he's just somehow, he's, he's, he's making one mistake per innings, whatever that may be, and getting out. But, you know, <laughs> Everyone's making mistakes in this series. It, it, they're two very flawed bat- batting lineups from what we've seen so far, and I still maintain England are more flawed than India. Mm,
0: Gaurav, you know this for a fact that we on this podcast, Stump Mike, has been has been big fans of Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma has the opener. We've spoken time and again of the starts he's given, not just in terms of runs but balls as well. But the questions will soon start, right? Like we're not currently a very patient cricket watching public. When will questions start about these 30s not being converted, even into a half century?
1: I don't think. I I, I think an intelligent cricket fan would not question Rohit Sharma one bit. There are other people who are, uh, I think, uh, waiting in the line uh, before before we start questioning Rohit Sharma. I think he's doing a fabulous job. The fact that they uh, used to uh, even fail to... Add twenty thirty runs or bat twenty overs itself uh, as an uh, uh, as an opening stand before the Australia tour, and they've done it pretty consistently. Though he did it with Gill, though he did it now again, he's doing it with Rahul. The fact that they're Actually playing, uh, like you uh, rightly said, it's the 107 balls which is more important for me than the 36 runs because batting time is very, very important. And yeah, today, uh, maybe Pujara and the Kohli didn't uh, capitalize, but I'm sure there'll be days when they capitalize the start. So, I think what he's doing is really good, playing out time. Uh, You don't want to see Rohit Chama try to play aggressively and get out early on. That's when you have some kind of criticism. I think he's playing... um, He's, I, I, I remember watching uh, both the World Test Championship and here. Only the really bad balls, the full balls or the uh, balls where he can actually pull are the ones where he's actually looking to play an attacking shot. Otherwise, he has very, very good control over his off-stump and he knows where his off-stump is, so he's leaving balls well. And uh, I think if you ask me, just absolutely, I'll give him another 10 test matches before I even start criticizing him.
0: Yeah, Andrew, you threw a stat at us at the start of this about James Anderson not picking Virat Kohli's wicket. And we're going to be singing the praises of Anderson in this podcast in just a little bit. But before that, here's one for you then. Now, Cheteshwar Pujara hasn't scored a Test 100 since 2019, I think January 2019. Virat Kohli later that same year. We're coming towards the end of 2021. This would have been, for any Indian fan, for any Indian, this would have been unthinkable just, just a few years ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Some, someone, someone did, did. Obviously, once once Virat Kohli gets out for a first ball duck, the the comments start flying in on ball by ball, and 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 yeah. The I mean, I was aware of Pujara's struggles in 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 English conditions. I think I've mentioned them yesterday, but but I wasn't quite so aware of of Kohli's falling off in form. I think it. I think it was one 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 huge century against South Africa, and not a lot else. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I've seen other players go through this. I remember Kevin Peterson going through uh, an incredibly long patch by his standards around 2010, I think it was. He didn't get a single century, and then suddenly came back to form in time for the Ashes, scored a blazing double hundred at Adelaide, and never looked back. Uh, similarly, Alistair Cook went went months, years, I think it was, until getting a century in 2015, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it happens to, to happen to the best players, and there are there are mitigating circumstances. There's 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 all sorts of things going on, such as pandemics. You know, there, there are things that are that are that are messing with players' minds at the moment, beyond beyond the ordinary. Uh, so I think everyone needs to be given a little bit of slack. But, but but when does it when does it become a problem
0: for India? Because these are your numbers three and four, and there is no replacement in the squad for either of the two.
2: That's true, although you know it's not so long ago that this this squad, admittedly, Kohli wasn't there, but Pajara was absolutely integral to a, an extraordinary victory in, in in Australia. I think I think you'd have to have an extraordinarily short memory to to forget that forget that that is, is probably India's greatest glory in the last thirty years, and therefore um, it'd be a bit, <laughs> it'd be a bit harsh to 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 be too punitive about, about their form. but yeah, you're right. I, I, similarly uh, Jinki Rahani, I mentioned it yesterday, his his form has fallen off a cliff since that tour. And so too his runouts. I think I think he hadn't been run out hadn't been involved in a run out until uh, that, that infamous mix up with Coley in Adelaide. And and now I think he's been involved in four, hasn't he? So it's um today was, was a bit hair hairbrained. He nearly rang ran himself out before uh, he actually was run out by Bersto's direct hits. So there's some scrambled minds going on there as well. Um yeah you're right. There there there, there are there are issues, clearly. Um but I don't know. They're, they're 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 not they're not as big issues as 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 perhaps they get made out to be. Obviously, losing the World Test Championship final was a, was a reality check, but I still maintain, you know, pretty pretty hefty comprehensive victory over England in the end last winter and and the, the recent glories glories of Australia and a pretty pretty good position regardless of of, of what may have transpired today in this test and you know god knows what Rishabh pants going to pull out the bag tomorrow but i I dare say he's not going to die wandering so um there's plenty opportunity for us to have to have to eat any words again tomorrow if uh if we start teeing off too rapidly about about the failings in that middle order
0: yeah so india finished the day at 125 for four they trailed by 58 runs so there was one stoppage in play in james anderson's 14th over it was the forty seventh over of the innings. He bowled a ball. Then they came back. He bowled another ball. Then they went off again. He came back. He bowled two more balls. Miller, is this over ever going to end? What's <laughs> what's the forecast for tomorrow? I'm
2: not very good, actually.
0: <laughs> you you tweeted out something about the times that this over has taken. This this yeah. four balls of this over. Yeah,
2: that's right. It start, started at about I think it was two twenty seven. So just before half past two, and then another another ball at four fifteen. Another two balls at two, at five o'clock. And now God knows I mean the weather, weather this weekend is not good um so who knows we we, 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 we will hopefully get through to the end of it but uh, I mean you know it's a, it shows stamina to the older bowler bowl bowl and over for that spans two days so um yeah good effort But it, 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 I reiterate what a, what, a, what a performance he put in he, he turned 30 39 uh, at the end of last month so um yeah he, he's he has once again, um, hit the ground running um in a, in a I, I don't think i don't think people were were doubting his stamina after england's slightly sketchy performance against new zealand but uh that that double whammy today uh was exactly what james anderson needed to do just to remind people that uh, he really is a class apart when when he gets that ball to talk and um and yeah the the, the, the sheer poetry of 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 soaring off coley first ball after not not dismissing him for seven years is is something else entirely it's not it's not as if he hasn't had chances there were two two uh gopping drop catches at least in that 2018 series there? one of them was absolutely instrumental in in the uh in the edgbaston uh century so you know he's had his moments but um he'll feel an awful lot better because you can tell that's the sort of thing that would have really played in his mind um not being able to get one over such a such a prominent performer
0: yeah god of those two balls they were i think instrumental they they, they built the narrative for this day right pujara if i'm not mistaken in the previous over or just a couple of overs before that had a life when he was given out lbw to ollie robinson and then he was uh, reprieved on review because the ball was going way too high to hit the stumps but then anderson comes out and delivers the goods in just two deliveries
1: yeah and i think Kohli's dismissal got everybody, uh, caught everybody by surprise. I don't think people expected this. And like Miller said early on, it's been, what, seven years since he got got out to Anderson.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll give you the exact dates. 9th August 2014 to 5th August 2021. That was the period in which James Anderson did not dismiss Virat Kohli in a test match. They've played 17 innings. He's bowled 454 balls. Anderson has bowled to Kohli. Kohli has scored 206 runs at a control percentage of just around
1: 84. Yeah, I blame, I think, David Malan for that, uh, Miller. <laughs> Malan was the guy who dropped uh, right. a, a sitter, I guess. Uh, so, I totally blame malan for that but anyway uh, uh, coming back to this and this is i think the third time kohli has been out for the first ball duck in uh, uh, england he got a, i remember him uh, leaving a ball to liam plunkett uh, in lords in 2014 and then uh, in fact this consecutive uh, zero of one ball i think the last innings in oval in 2018 was that so first test match first uh, of a tour you I was totally surprised. Uh, to be honest, I, I I was just following this on uh, uh, ball by ball. Just that this particular uh, over, uh, I just suddenly saw the score. It was three down, and then I was shocked to see that it was Kohli out first ball. And then I went back and saw the dismissals, and uh, I am w- surprised. I think Kohli was just eager and uh, nervous and excited. I would say it was a ball which he should have ideally left. He would have left most uh, probably. It's not a ball, it was not some, It was. I think the Pujara's delivery was outstanding. That was a very tough uh, 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 ball to face. Uh, but Kohli, I think he could have left that and uh, continued. But I guess he was eager to uh, maybe uh, show Anderson that uh, he's on top. And yeah, Anderson really celebrated as if they'd won the, I don't know, maybe he really badly wanted that wicket.
2: Well, well, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? I I agree. It, it was it was a ball you would ordinarily have thought Coley would leave, and and in fact, in twenty eighteen, that's exactly the sort of ball he was leaving. His judgment of length and line in that series was impeccable. Uh, but but like you say, Anderson was clearly pumped up and keen to get Coley. Coley was keen keen to get Anderson. I mean, it's it that the, the manner in which that dismissal arose, I think, spoke volumes of the respect between the two players, because you know, there's no way that that Coley would not have arrived at the crease, not thinking, my God, Anderson's in my sights. I need to assert myself here. I can't, I can't let him dominate because, you know, he has, he has you know, dominates the wrong word in, in, in the context of not dismissing him for seven years. But when you look at the, the, the control rates and the, and, the, and, the, and the economy rate that Anderson has been churning out against India in, in his last series um, in February and March, it's clear that that you know let Anderson control the dictate the terms of, of an innings, and you go nowhere very fast, and that's exactly what happened here. It, India had not got away thanks to Anderson in particular. Uh, I thought Ollie Robinson bowled well. I thought Stuart Broad was, was a bit unlucky actually, but yeah, Ollie Robinson bowled very well. Um, you know he's he's got something about him, but but it was Anderson you know bowling his usual sort of fifteen overs for fourteen runs um, that that really prevented. India from you know putting them putting the, the hammer down in those middle overs when you know the the ball does do does do stuff all the way through as we've discussed but around that time you would expect to be able to capitalise on the efforts put in by your openers and and Anderson's presence uh, basically negated that.
0: All right, so India trailed by fifty eight. Now we're going to look forward to day three. Miller has already told us kind of that it is going to rain at some point.
2: Maybe, maybe
0: we'll get a few overs in. I think, I think we should. This, this seems like the World Test Championship final all, all over again. Where do you see this match heading? And I don't know I think all eyes will be on Pant whenever India come out to bat.
1: A lead of even seventy five eighty uh, is very, very impo- Is a very, very big lead uh, considering the conditions, considering England's batting and India's uh, bowling attack. So, uh, getting Pant out is going to be very important. In fact, Jadeja also has. Hardly had a bad game uh, with the bat in a long, a long time across formats. He hardly gets out early, and both Jareja and Punt score a bit uh, quickly. So, uh, those two wickets are going to be very important. And then, uh, I don't expect the tail to really last too long in these uh, conditions. So, the next three wickets, if England can get uh, very, very uh, early, then they, uh, they they would go into the next innings with some confidence. They know that a target of 200 is not something which India can uh, have comfortably scored. They failed to do so twice in the last tour. So, England will take all that confidence. But but with Pant and Jadeja generally bailing India out, I think uh, any lead of even 50-60, 50-80 runs, I think India has the upper hand. I still think India are uh, slightly uh, favourites.
0: Yeah, what is what is the lead you think that England can afford to give India, assuming that India do take a lead, where where they will still feel that they have a chance?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not convinced any any lead I think will leave England really really in in trouble here. Um, I mean Jadeja, Jadeja this is this is the opportunity for Jadeja to prove why he's been selected ahead of Ashwin. I mean, it it actually is is gearing up for a very similar sort of scenario. To the World Test Championship final, obviously with the booth on a different foot here, but given given that it's uh, it, it's India going to be batting last, and on that occasion, and
0: we we don't have six days here. Right? No, we don't I have six days. I've only yeah. accounted for five. Yeah, with any luck, in with any luck, we're far enough advanced already for, for, <laughs> yeah. for the rain not to
2: kill it entirely. But you know, on that occasion, it was New Zealand took a took a very slender lead, a thirty odd lead, wasn't it? And and India then then had that tricky third innings, which is what England are going to face. It's like stick or twist in the third innings. It, it's become a a real point of paranoia, I think, for teams. Uh, I, I, I certainly, I personally, um, look back to Adelaide in um, in two thousand six. England's disastrous match there, where they didn't know how to how to see out a game that that, that, that had been stalemate for a long way through, and ended up bottling it and leaving a, a gettable run chase, which is exactly what India did. They they came out all guns blazing, if you recall, in, the, in that in that third innings, fully recognising that they were up against too good an attack to hang around. If they hung around against that attack with Carl Jamieson and, and, and Wagner and all the others just hounding them at all times, they were going to get rolled. And so they had to roll the dice and attack, which is what England got to do. But I think this England team, if they attack, they are probably going to crumble because I don't think they're good enough. And if they try to defend, I think they're probably going to crumble because they don't think they're good enough. So I, in short, I think it is absolutely imperative for England to ensure that India don't get any lead at all. Even a 20-30 run lead, I think, could be crucial because I would imagine England would be thirty for three at the very best in that third innings. Um i I sound like a terrible pessimist and and I probably am, but I've I've seen enough of this this current England lineup and and the scrambled minds within it to know that um that it's not pretty. It's basically all on the bowlers here.
0: Miller, you thought you were being pessimistic when you said that England would score two forty yesterday and you changed <laughs> that to two eighty. So may, maybe you're not wrong there. Godav, you have your hand up.
1: Yeah, so I was just looking at uh, Jareja's numbers, uh, just, so it just got me thinking and I just quickly looked up. Across all formats since World Cup 2019, his lowest score uh, where he's actually been dismissed is 9 and that's happened just twice. So he's not a player across formats To of late, he's been batting so well i don't expect him to just uh, get out early and he's very generally pretty good with the tail he knows how to uh, uh, bat with them so i think jadeja and pant uh, uh, they, they, their dismissals are going to be super important for uh, uh, england and uh, miller would be a better person to talk about the weather because uh, if the weather is if there's sun then it's a different ball game and if it's going to be like today then uh, it's going to
0: be very very fascinating yeah, indeed. We'll we leave the Trent Pitch test match here. But before we leave you, listener, today, Milo, we'll start with you a word on Jofra Archer. We've got news today that Archer will miss the rest of 2021. It's a recurrence of his, the stress fracture that he had on his right elbow. So that means he's not going to play any part in the ongoing series. He's not going to play the T20 World Cup. That's to follow. IPL, of course, is a no-go. And the Ashes as well. But... Uh, this this must be heart wrenching for 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 archer and and for the england setup
2: it's it's devastating news absolutely devastating i mean poor bloke it, it, he has had such a horrible run of it and 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 i think that he's made he's made the game look so effortless in his brief and spectacular time at the top that that people have um, probably underestimated the stresses and strains that, that go into what he does i mean to be able to shuffle up in the way that he does and wang it down at 96 miles an hour from time to time and barely look like he's breaking sweat there's some somewhere in that is clearly an immense amount of strain and as it turns out it's clearly in that elbow that 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 beautifully lithe wang of the of the arm coming through it's put an intolerable strain on it and I I really feel sorry for him I I also feel uh, vindicated in the criticism that i that i threw uh, not 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 myself entirely but uh, certainly fairly vocal about it when england were bowling him in, into the dirt in, in mm. that first season in 2019 yeah you know, 44 overs in his debut test match most he'd ever bowled in a first class game um and you know coming into his third spell i think it was by the time he cranked up to 96 miles an hour to crack steve smith on on the on the helmet and and minus labachain moments later and you know, all all of these moments that, that that occurred, he he'd already had twenty overs under his belt by the time he was by, by the time he was doing that. England have grossly misused him, in my opinion. I think they've got better at it more recently, uh, but I think they've got so overexcited about this 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 all-purpose multi-format weapon that they had in their midst that um, they ended up breaking their new toy. To be honest, I I do think some strong questions need to be asked. I think it's the wrong time to to point fingers directly. But I think I think when England stop to think about what they've got and what they've lost now with the Ashes in particular, given everything that England seems to seem to talk about revolves around going to Australia with this multifaceted pace attack that's going to going to ransack the place. Well, I mean it's basically all on Mark Wood, whose injury record is not the most robust now. Because Ollie, Rob, Ollie Ollie Stone has got a stress fracture, sadly. Joffrey uh, Archer's got a stress fracture. Um, Anderson Broad, magnificent, but are they really going to be attack leaders on their well? In Anderson's case, fourth, fifth tour of Australia. Um, it, it suddenly isn't looking as rosy for England on any level. And that's before you even factor in Ben Stokes and, and his state of mind and whether he'll be ready. Um, the the intense workload and the intensity of uh, bicycle bubbles and and all the other things that they've had to throw at um, their players in the bid to keep the show on the road is starting to backfire spectacularly now. And, and Jofra Archer is, is an incredible... It's an incredibly cruel symptom of that, but um, let's hope he comes back. Uh, he is a wonderful, wonderful bowler, and even if he doesn't, I mean, his his place in folklore is absolutely secured. Um, given given what he achieved in that World Cup, that that super over, those scenes on that on that incredible day at Lords. I mean, I would hate it for for that to be the 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 high point of his career. I hope there's far far more to come, um, but maybe maybe it's just not meant to be it it, it does feel as though you know this elbow uh, i remember him in floods of tears in in Joburg when he pulled out on the morning of the test match because he simply couldn't manage it mark wood came back and bowled very well then but uh, this has been bothering him for for the best part of two years now and it's going to still be bothering him by the end of the ashes um that's an awful long time at the prime of your career and it doesn't even factor in what's what this could mean if if he does get fit again uh does this automatically mean that, you know, he's going to think, you know, I've got to look after myself here. There's no way I'm going to risk myself in Test Cricket again. I, if I was him, I'd say, yeah, you know what, show me the money in the IPL. I'm i am I'm going to, I'm going to be, a, be a legend in the shortest format and um, I don't need to prove myself in, and break myself in the process in anything longer.
0: Mila, that was pretty poignant on our channel. It put, puts a lot of things into perspective while talking about the cricket as well. Thank you so much for joining us today on Stump Mike, God of Sunar Raman. As always, it's a pleasure to have you here, listener. We'll join you tomorrow after day three, where we hope for better luck with the rain.